Hello and welcome to the NRL Show, the podcast for all the Mojo Sports fans who love rugby league. I'm your host, Lainey. On the show today, Emma and Lachlan join me to bring you the latest tips and insights on the NRL. With only three rounds left until finals, the competition is drawing to a close and while we know of the fates of two teams, a few more rounds remain and some clubs are within reach of the top eight spots on the ladder, meaning we will see some tough football ahead as others try to hang on. The Brisbane Broncos have the bye this week, earning a rest after a dominating performance over the Parramatta Eels in Brisbane. On their return, the Broncos will face the Canberra Raiders in Canberra. In this episode, we'll preview round 25 of the NRL and review the best and worst of round 24. A short quiz to test Emma and Lachlan's knowledge on their favourite clubs and even discuss the announcement of round one for 2024. There is a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. This is the NRL show where we talk all things rugby league. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mojo Sports NRL show. Hoping you've all enjoyed the recent round of rugby league, but also some FIFA football too, which has gripped most of the Oceaneer region, seeing women's football really take off with Australians turning up and tuning in to see which nations will get through the semi-final this week and make the final on Sunday. All right, let's say hello to our NRL panellists in case you thought we were talking about FIFA. We're not. This is the NRL show. Hello, Lachlan. How are you and how was your weekend? Yeah, well, thanks, Lainey. I had a great weekend, kind of bouncing between the rugby league games. I had the Challenge Cup final over in England, which went to Golden Point, which was um, nerve-wracking for me. Obviously, the Matildas going right down to the wire as well. So, yeah, a big weekend of sport and another great weekend coming up. How are you, Lainey? I'm very well. Thank you, Lachlan. I have been tucking into the uh, FIFA football as well. I mean, I, I couldn't really deny it. There's a bit of fever going on. But, yeah, certainly I can feel the excitement. But, Dan, we're nearly at finals footy. Welcome back, Emma. How are you doing? Your team, the Cowboys, had the bye last week, but they have a big match ahead for this round. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how I go after this round, but I'm hanging in there at the moment. Any comments about Gabby's uh, remarks last week saying that the Cowboys might not make it in? Yeah, how rude. I mean, she was right. The Knights did push the Cowboys out, but still rude. (laughs) Already had a word to Gabby about it. Not happy. (laughs) All right, all right. Well, welcome back. It's good to have you back on the show. So tonight, everyone, you probably noticed we don't have Gabby. She's on the bench. She's uh, got some things to take care of, but hopefully she'll be back with us soon. All right, so I mentioned at the top of the show the many people tuning in to the women's FIFA and ratings being the highest the nation has seen for the sport and for the women's game, which is actually great news. Also, this week's ratings show that rugby league is by far the most watched sport on the regular. As we're nearing finals, that's probably not a secret, but to also be ahead of the other codes on offer is actually kind of interesting. So Abdo and Vlandis must be loving that news and hopefully the popularity of the game sees some of that money from all those rights channeled back into grassroots pathways and player welfare. So team, they've also confirmed the four teams that will be heading to the round one opening in Las Vegas next season. Mad Monday's lookout. So those teams are the Brisbane Broncos, Manly Sea Eagles, South Sydney Rabbitohs and Sydney Roosters. Any thoughts on the teams that were selected? Immediately for me when I look at those teams is... What stands out is if you're an American and you're you're looking up those teams and where they come from, it's, it's three from the same city. I guess that's a fair reflection of where uh, the NRL is at the moment, but and also the popularity of rugby league. You know, it is um, pretty centred in Sydney at the moment, um, and Brisbane being there as well is great. But obviously, they've got a massive following. But otherwise, yeah, not too much to comment on it. I'm excited to see how it goes. I do think there could have been maybe 
better ideas and better ways to kind of approach this idea. But yeah, regardless, I hope it goes well for those clubs and for the NRL. And I really wish I could go, to be honest. That would be quite something. What about you, Emma? What do you think? Yeah, I think it would be pretty sick too. I'd love to go. Uh, I think you're right though, like with having three from Sydney, I know most of the teams are from Sydney, but um, at least we've got the Broncos in there. But maybe even like having the Warriors go over um, would be cool. Like why not? Um, but apart from that, not really too much else for me to say other than what you said. I wanted to see the Storm, Broncos, Warriors and Rebitos because then you had like a representation from each state. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that, like on paper. And it's just, I feel like there's so many storylines that you could draw from all four of those clubs, like really easily kind of write itself. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested to know what the process was in selecting those four clubs. And yeah, uh, that's Laney gesturing money. Um, <laughs> probably fair, but yeah. I guess hopefully some more details come out around that. But yeah. Yeah. Also, I would be willing to bet that um, this is going to be Broncos manly playing and it's going to be a manly home game <laughs> as always. Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was very wrong to say that it was one from each state. I mean, New Zealand isn't a state. I know some people would joke that it is <laughs> of another sort of state of Australia, but we know they're another country. But uh, I can't imagine what the currency exchange rate is going to be next year <laughs> with the way things are going. That's going to be an expensive trip. All right. Well, also, I'm not sure if it's true, but I saw some reports that the NRL are hoping that the matches will attract American players to make the switch code from NFL. Look, I don't know if that's just pie in the sky type of dreams here, but I mean, with the amount of money we offer in NRL compared to what they offer in the NFL, I'm not sure anyone will be making a quick change. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't think so. And also, like, rugby union is already pretty big over there in grassroots. Like, there's no way that kids over there are going to be watching being like, oh, I'm going to go play rugby league. Then they're like, okay, well, how am I going to do that? Oh, rugby. There's a rugby union team. When I go to college, I'll go just play that. Like, they probably don't – like, most of the time, like, I've lived in America, they don't even know that there's a difference between rugby league and rugby union. (laughs) They just think – they just call it rugby and they think it's the same thing. I think that's um, very far-fetched from the NRL there. Uh, there's always going to be more opportunities in the US just because of population and just the amount of money there. So, yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. But, yeah, that, that would be nice, though, don't get me wrong, if we had some college uh, gridiron players make a switch over who didn't make it in the NFL. Maybe they just want to hang out in Australia for a bit. But, yeah, it seems a bit weird. I can see the appeal of moving to Australia to be in sunshine and have like the Great Barrier Reef. You know, I can see it as like a, a working holiday type of arrangement for them um, and have lots of great memories to take back and try all the food. But yeah, well, They could do like a something like that that clubs could do and bring them into like their Ron Massey setup or something like their third grade for like a season, like a one-year contract to like try out rugby league. And then maybe if, if they... If they do well there, they could progress through. And Oh, well, we'll see. I reckon um, give it about five or six years, we might start to see some NFL players make the move. Who knows? So I actually had a little quiz for the two of you, just to kind of warm up. So it's only two questions, right? So two questions to each of you. Um, it'll be about the North Queensland Cowboys for you, Emma, and for you, Lachlan, about the West Tigers. So I'll start with you first, Lachlan. Are you ready? Yes, but I'd like to say first up, I'm already at a disadvantage here just because of my age, you know. So, like, <laughs> a lot of this, I hope nothing here is before I was born, although I do try to be across it. So I was mindful of that. Oh, thank you. But there's one question in here I know you would know if you were a true Tigers fan, though. Okay, hit me. Okay. 
All right, question number one. Lachlan, who is the most capped player for the Tigers? Most capped player uh, in first grade would be Robbie Farrer, I'm fairly certain. Correct. Question number two and final question for you. When the joint venture was formed, who was the inaugural captain of the side in the year 2000? That's a very good question. Inaugural captain. I'll give you a hint. He's probably known for his blonde curly hair back then. Yeah, see, this is when, like, my He used to play for the Bulldogs. Okay, what's the answer? Jared McCracken. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, I don't don't know much about him. Yeah. I'm going to have to do some research on him now. Emma, you're up. All right, Emma. So in the 2015 grand final when the Cowboys beat the Broncos to take the premiership, Kyle Felt was on one wing. Who was on the other? <laughs> um. Oh, I should know this. I don't remember. I actually don't remember. <laughs> Far out. Lachlan, um, do you happen to know? Wait, wait, Emma, are you going to give an answer or are you going to pass? Oh, I don't want to pass, but I I literally don't remember. Yeah, I'll just pass. Okay, Lachlan, <laughs> do you happen to know? No, that's a really good question because everyone remembers Carl Felt scoring the try and then. Hey, let me think. Yeah. Antonio Winterstein. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. All right. Second question <laughs> and final question about the Cowboys for you. Who was the first player to score 100 tries for the club? I got no idea. Do you know Lockie? I don't think so. Can I just take a stab? Go on, stab away. It's not Kyle Felt, is it? No. I want to say Matty Bowen, but I don't know if he was. Oh, yeah, that's a good shout. It actually is Maddie Bowen, Emma. Oh, there we go. I've redeemed myself. Yeah, he was like a proper try machine. I even remember him in State of Origin. Mm. Well done, both. Uh, 50%. Pretty good. <laughs> Great work, us. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't give you five questions. Goodness me. <laughs> All right. All right, so uh, round 24 of NRL 40 is over. I'm just going to do a really quick recap of our tips. Uh, so based on um, the tips that were given last week, Lachlan, you got eight out of eight. Gabby also got eight out of eight. And Emma, I also did some ghost tips for you, which um, I figured as we ran through earlier, you'd be you'd probably have gone for the Dolphins, so you'd get seven out of eight. Um, first of all, Lachlan, congratulations. How do you feel? Eight out of eight? A bit in disbelief. I think that's definitely the first perfect round this year. About time. It's predictable, I guess. I think we're all going to start getting eight out of eight <laughs> for the next few rounds as well, or certainly closer to perfect rounds. Um, and I only got five out of eight. So um, I kind of pinned my hopes on the Titans because I didn't think the Sharks were the real deal. Uh, well, I said I wasn't convinced about the Sharks, um, and I also thought the Dragons would upset, and I also went for the Dolphins. Okay, so as we usually do, let's do a review of the Round 24 um games that have just been team or player who would you say was your best performance i'll start with you lachlan best for me was hands down melbourne yeah just never looked in doubt against canberra and i was really umming and ahhing a bit about that game and yeah they just really showed again that you just never doubt the storm they're just they're always there come this time of the year always there and ready to play and that was very very impressive what about you emma yeah, very similar sentiment, but I'm going to say Broncos. Um, they come out and absolutely destroyed the Eels and looked, looking very good, looking like they're really ready to go to the grand final. 
Yeah, good shouts. Both of those. Those were both great um, shouts. I had best player. It was in a side that didn't win, but I actually thought Dane Laurie played really well um, in the Warriors-Tigers match. Um, I think they're going to miss him next year when I think he returns to the Panthers. So uh, it's a bit sad, but yeah, he was just everywhere he needed to be and he was, yeah, playing probably one of his best matches. Um, And actually Brooks also played pretty well too. So that was my best player. Also, shout out to the DJ at Barlow Park in Cairns for the Rabbitohs Dragons game. They had some bangers going on for the crowd. It was so good. Um, yeah, it was great to see. <laughs> All right. So those are our best. Who are your worst? Or well, under par. I'll start with you, Lachlan. Yeah, so I'll go on the flip side of my best, and that's Canberra. They were realistically in top four contention, you know, not that long ago. I feel like with that loss... That's definitely down the drain, but I just kind of got my head around the Raiders being a good and competitive side again, and then that just happens. So, yeah, a bit disappointing by them. We'll see how they bounce back in these final few weeks. What do you think, Emma? Yeah, I agree. I think just because they were looking to be in that top four, um, I could pick on the Bulldogs, but I feel like I pick on them every <laughs> every week. Probably the Titans, because I thought that that would have been a little bit closer. Um, even though I picked the Sharks, I thought the Titans would have given them a bit of a run for their money and they didn't really pull out anything. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. What about you, Lainey? Uh, I think um, kind of like what Gabby did last week, it, like she didn't single out a particular team, but I think the Knights versus Bulldog game, that was a really difficult game to watch. Um, just a lot of frustration on the field, a bit of desperation from the Bulldogs and some really ugly play between the teams. And then, you know, the referee had to come in and tell them pull their head in. That's that's not what we want to see in NRL. We want to see um, good, clean footy. Uh, so that was like my sort of weirdest performance. But I did actually single out a player, which I just, I don't know. I, I think I had high hopes for him. But uh, Schuster for Manly, um, he just made some really weird decisions during that match against the Panthers. Um, he made a line break. I don't know if any of you saw this. Make, makes a line break. No one in front of him. You know, he's got a bunch of people to, you know, left and right, and then he decides to kick the ball <laughs> when he had a clear run. It was just such a bizarre decision, and I just thought that was that was wasn't even tackle one. What are you doing anyway? So, just a bit of a bit of a show off moment for me, um, I, I guess. You know, when players make those sorts of silly decisions, I feel like it's more about being a hero than reading the play um, and uh, thinking about what the team. The actual team playbook is so yeah sorry Schuster not to pick on you I'm sure you're getting picked on quite a bit about that but not cool thank you both so we are in round 25 there's only one buy this week and that's for the Brisbane Broncos so they showed us some utter dominance over the Parramatta Eels in this last round and many Broncos fans seem so much more certain of the Broncos being in the grand final with their continued form and strength, especially after a lot of people were querying which team can beat the Penrith Panthers. And even here on the show, you know, some of us had wondered. So that performance from the Broncos was nothing short of outstanding, and they look to be a team that could really be quite a formidable opponent to the Panthers. I cannot wait to see it um, if those two happen to come up again. So on the return, the Broncos will be facing up to the Raiders in Canberra, hoping to get a win after their earlier loss in the season to the Raiders at Lang Park, which I was there for. Also, they've just re-signed Payne Haas for $1.2 million a season, which makes him the highest paid Broncos player ever. Yeah, drinks on Payne. All right, so let's get into the matches ahead. 
In the first match of the round is Emma's team, the North Queensland Cowboys, hosting the Cronulla Sharks in Townsville. I'm actually really looking forward to this match. Uh, it should be a Thursday thriller in Queensland. The Cowboys are coming off a bye and sitting at ninth on the ladder, and the Sharks are sitting at fifth place. This could be a must-win for the Cowboys, and at their home stadium, they'll have a lot of fans there hoping to witness a win over the visitors from the south, as well as celebrate Jason Salmololo's 250th NRL game this week. Emma, I imagine you'll be taking into this match, and it may be a memory to repress or one to fuel on fans when these two teams met earlier this year for the Paul Green medal match, and the Sharks defeated the Cowboys in a punishing 44-6 final score. So the Sharks finally notching up some wins and have won two straight recent matches with the Cowboys having lost two straight matches coming into this. What should we get ready for and how are you feeling about this match? I'm pretty nervous. <laughs> As you said, it really is a must-win game for the Cowboys. Um, it's really kind of getting down to the wire now that um, Cowboys are sitting outside that top eight spot. Um, we're still kind of have hopes like we, we've got the same amount of points as um, the Rabbitohs, but we're really just holding on. So it's we, we need to win this. Yeah, not that the Titans are really a predictable side that we can use as a litmus test, but they did beat the Cowboys, yet they were defeated by the Sharks. So Sharks fans, I'm sure, will be able to gain some confidence from that. It is a home game for the Cowboys, and I'm hoping that that will give them the advantage. They've won six of their past seven games at home, although the Sharks have won nine of their past ten games against the Cowboys. And Ronaldo Molotalo has been on fire lately. He's scored five tries in five games for the Sharks. As you said, Jason Tamalolo is playing his 250th game and Chad Townsend only needs one more point to um, be on his 500 career points. So if we do win, it'll be quite a celebration for those boys and, um, yeah, hopefully they can pull it off. For the teams, the Cowboys' um, Jeremiah Nanai is back from his shoulder injury ahead of schedule, which does make me a little bit nervous, but if he's good to go, then I think he'll be a boost for the Cows, as long as he doesn't get suspended or injured again. Cohen Hess will go back on the bench, and Jermaine Tanoel brown will be the 18th man. Valentine Holmes is still on suspension for a few more weeks, so Kyle Felt and Semi Bellame will be on the wings, and Murray Tawalangi and Peter Hickey in the centres. James Tamo has been named in the reserves as he's getting closer to coming back from his foot injury. For the Sharks, they've only made one change to the side that beat the Titans, and that's Thomas Hazelton is coming back from concussion. So Jesse Colohoon goes back to the bench. So, yeah, that's the only change that they've got. Um, as I said, we really need to pull this together. I'm kind of scared it's going to be a bit of a scrappy win if we do win. <laughs> yeah, I know that the Sharks will really be coming out with everything that they've got as well. Um, they're not in any sort of safe position either. Even though they'll still be ahead of us, there I don't really think their spot is safe either. So, yeah, I think it's kind of a must-win for both. But Cowboys definitely, and I'm definitely going to tip them, but not with a whole lot of confidence. Even though they're the favourites, what do you think, Lachlan? I'm going to tip the Cowboys too, but yeah, I'm just looking at these teams and I'm not finding too much um, to differentiate them. I'm not sure. I feel like yeah, scrappy probably sounds about right, Emma, for this game. I think it might get a bit a bit slow, slow down in the ruck and um both teams really desperate to to get the points, but maybe they'll just be lacking the the style maybe to finish off the tries. So I'm gonna go Cowboys, just because I don't really trust the Sharks. I don't know why I'd trust the Cowboys more though, to be honest. Like they they haven't been um doing much better. Well, obviously they haven't been, but in terms of consistency. So yeah, my heart's selling the Cowboys, so I'll go with them. 
I'm unsure about this one too. Uh, weird how the Sharks have suddenly decided to start playing better. Anyway, um, so they've gone from WA to New South Wales and now to Queensland in three weeks. That's a bit of travel. Also, I feel like the Cowboys, they know how to put on a big show in front of their home crowd um, and they've got a lot of heart. So we see where they are now at the end of the season. Well, I'm hoping but like now that they've come off the bye, that the Cowboys would have, you know, spent that last, you know, few weeks just sort of preparing themselves for the Sharks this week. So I'm yeah. hoping so too, but a lot of teams are doing bad after the bye. Eight hey, Warriors went off the bye last week. True. <laughs> so they're not all doing badly. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, I'm going to go for the Cowboys too. I think it's going to be close. Um, but yeah, even though Mulitalo's on fire, he can be one of those players that if the right person, you know, his opposite gets under his skin the right way and antagonizes him, he just makes mistakes, right? Um, and I know the Cowboys, you know, they're really you know, good outfit of polite fellas who don't, you know, run their mouth and they play like some of the other teams. But if if they want to unsettle someone who's who's often in receipt of the ball and making and who's potentially someone to make m- mistakes that you can get in their head, it's Mulitalo. Just in case you're listening, Cowboys. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I'm going for the Cowboys for this. Tamo has been named to play for Townsville this weekend against Burley Bears. So that would indicate that he's fit and ready to play, but just whether he spends a few games in reserve grade and then moves into the NRL side or just uh, hangs out in the year in reserve grade, I guess, is the question. But, yeah, he'll be returning to the field this weekend. All right. See you next week, James, maybe. All right. Thank you, Emma. Uh, so for the first match on Friday, the New Zealand Warriors are hosting the Manly Sea Eagles in Auckland at perhaps a very packed and loud renamed Daniel Anderson Stadium. So this is a Daniel Anderson round to honour and raise funds for ex-Warriors Parramatta St. Helens and New Zealand coach Daniel Anderson, who suffered a spinal cord injury late last year in New South Wales. So he's in a rehab facility in Ryde. So from t- 2001 to 2004... Uh, Anderson for the Warriors, he played 92 matches and in the 2002, the Warriors won the minor premiership and reached its first grand final that year. And with Anderson, they made finals in 2002 and 2003. So the Warriors will be wearing their 2003 throwback jersey, the iconic black and silver strip for this match. All right, and on to the matches. Uh, So the Warriors have five straight wins under their belt coming into this match and set at number three on the NRL ladder. And the Seagulls have won two of the last five matches, but over the season they've won less than half of their matches, only nine of their 21 matches. So this is the first time these two teams will meet each other this season. Although in matches last season, Manly easily defeated the Warriors and Manly have a fairly good record of victories of the Warriors in New Zealand. So this will be an interesting match and one that does actually make me a little bit nervous. Uh, So to the teams... For the Warriors, Chance Nickel Clockstaff returns from concussion after missing last week's win over West Tigers and is uh, returning to his usual fullback position. So with Chance Nickel Clockstaff back, Tane Dawabiki is now listed in the reserves. And I thought Tane actually did a good job covering that spot with Chance out. Also, hooker Wade Egan has been named. He spent the weekend in hospital following a knock to the throat. Hope he's okay. Also, Buntia Four moves into the front row for Mitch Barnett, who came away from that West Tigers game with a knee laceration and needed some stitches. So for Manly, with Brad Parker and Ben Trebojevic sitting out a week under the concussion protocols, 
Morgan Harper comes into the centres and Kelma Tuilangi will start in the second row. So Kelma, he's a pretty big guy. I think he's perhaps a decent choice in the forwards um, on the side against the Warriors. Uh, Jake Arthur has also been named on the bench for Manly. So I have to hand it to the Tigers, Lachlan, for a bottom-of-the-table team they play with some passion. And in their match in Hamilton against the Warriors, they made the Warriors work for that win. I love the Warriors, but I'm always scrutinising their play with much more honesty this season. The Warriors' three recent matches were close margin victories, which is far from their dominance and striking attack that we've seen in the middle of the season. They have mostly been in or around the eight this year, and while I'm excited to see them get to finals, I always remain nervous as we are in those weeks where we begin to see the metal of a team really come through, whether they are in the eight or chasing the eight. So mainly they've shown that they're playing better with closer margins in recent matches, and they need to win all of their next matches of that to have a hope of a finals appearance. I can't easily dismiss them for this match as there was a moment in their last match against the Penrith Panthers that I truly thought Manly could possibly win. And they went into halftime with a 12 all score. But I couldn't believe the Seagulls coach Anthony Seabold said in his press conference that no side will beat the Panthers this year unless they think outside the box. Yeah, well, sorry, Anthony. I felt like your team needed to be less tricky in the second half, stick to a proven playbook and stop playing like heroes. It's trying to be too tricky or impatient with your kicking in plays. It was the second half that you let it, you let that chance of winning slip away. So using the Sharks as a measure, in round 20, the Warriors beat the Sharks 44-12 in Auckland. And in round 21, Manly beat the Sharks 30-26. So both Manly and the Warriors have charted rather different trajectories since those matches and carrying a different set of injuries. Warriors have a better attack and defence, but there are moments when I'm watching when I begin to shout at the television with the last 10 minutes, as that's when the Warriors tend to slide in defence and concentration. Also, although both these teams could be considered fairly even with their match performances, I'm calling a win to the Warriors, and I think this could be close, like all their matches have been on late. I think thoughtful and tactical kicking with solid defence should be the keys to this game. At home for the Warriors, they can mount a very good attack behind Sean's kicking, as can Manly with Dale Cherry Evans. But the Warriors, they've just done it a little bit more consistently through the season. Also, they're my team, so of course I'm tipping them. Um, I won't tell your husband if you tip the Warriors, Emma, but who are you backing? Yeah, well, (laughs) thanks for that, because I feel like the Warriors is a safer bet. But the way that you described it before, Lainey, made me feel like the (laughs) Manly actually has a chance. I. I don't know. I think they will be pretty desperate to get the win because they need it, <laughs> um, even just just for the off chance that they make. Like I think they could win all of their um, games and still not make the finals. But, like something else would have to happen. Like somebody else has to fully drop out. DCE, I was listening to him after his post-match interview last week and he seemed pretty confident that they could come out and, and win them all. I would like to see that, but... I. I don't think I can confidently back them. The Warriors are just looking too good. But is this an upset I want to take? Not really. It's you know I'm going to go. The, I'm going to go Manly. But I think Warriors is definitely a safer bet, <laughs> a smarter bet. What are you thinking, Lachlan? I'm going to say Warriors quickly before I overthink it and um, go with Manly because <laughs> I feel like I'm a real threat of doing that, just like you, Emma. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the Warriors um, just. They've been a complete different team this year. I know we kind of um, made some predictions beforehand about, you know, returning to New Zealand for the whole year and whether that would impact them. And to be honest, when I was talking about that, I thought that um, it's all just, you know, kind of media stories, right? Media storyline. They're going back. So 
I guess that might impact their performance, but I didn't think it would do anything in actuality. But like, wow, this season's been great for the Warriors and I truly hope it continues. So yeah, I'm going to go Warriors. Thanks, Lachlan. Yeah, I like it. Thank you both. So the primetime match for Friday is out at Parramatta with the Parramatta Eels taking on the Sydney Roosters. The Eels are sitting at number 10 on the ladder and the Roosters are sitting just below them on 11th place because they've one more win this season than the Roosters. So the Roosters will be hoping for a win from this match to move up the ladder and try to sneak into the top eight, although the Eels still have another buy to come and they have a better differential than the Roosters. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. The Eels are coming off a loss in the last round to a very classy Brisbane Broncos that defeated the side 54 to 10 at the Gabba, and they've won two of their past matches. The Roosters, they've only won three of their past five matches, coming off two straight wins, so, and finally getting their combinations to work. So for the teams, Eels, some terrible news for the Eels. Mitchell Moses is a big out for the Eels, suffering a fractured eye socket in the Brisbane match. When he was off the field, it was clear that he was missed. So Dylan Brown will step in as halfback and Dejan Asi is the 5'8". So returning from their suspensions, Mike Acebo, he's named at winger and Regan Campbell-Gillard at prop. So these are pretty big inclusions for the Eels. With RCG's return, Joe Efehengawe will return will move from prop to lock to cover for second rower Andrew Davey, who's been stood down for concussion. At the Roosters, Angus Crichton, he returns from a knee injury from round 17, and he's starting on the bench, which means Dylan Nuffer moves into the reserves. So Sam Walker has been named as 18th man as he nears a return to the NRL, and he seems to be making a return from a knee injury. But although he played 80 minutes of the New South Wales Cup last weekend, so he's definitely on the mend, and he's doing pretty well. So with these two teams earlier this year, and they met earlier this year in round five, and the Roosters took the win 28-20. I'm not sure if any of you remember that match, but the Eels had two Sinbins in that match, and it was around the time when we were all questioning the Eels and their form following their second-place finish last season. Well, here we are, new season with some patchy wins. We might actually start questioning their form again, as with some of those losses in recent rounds, they've dropped a few rungs on the ladder, and now with Moses out, a major playmaker for the Eels. We have seen that without him, Gutherson trying to lead and guide the team, it just hasn't really worked out for the Eels. So with the Roosters starting to fire with better cohesiveness in their attack, they're looking like the stronger team. They are a full-strength side, and with their recent wins, they've likely found some more confidence in their play. Also, Roosters coach Trent, Trent Robinson saying after the Dolphins win, they haven't called time on us yet. I don't know if that's a hint of where he's focused with a few rounds left and excited at winning two in a row, but perhaps he's foretelling that there's something they have come across to bolster their confidence and form. But with the Eels having players return and a key player out, the players might still be trying to adapt to the current shift. Um, the Eels have won seven of their past eight games at this venue, and Michael Micah Sevil, he's got pretty good luck scoring tries there in front of all their loyal fans. However, I'm not sure that's enough. They do rely on Moses a lot, and they are an eel with only one eye without him. So I'm I'm calling a Roosters win with a margin of 10 or more points. What do you think, Lachlan? Are you going to back the Roosters this week? No, I don't think so. I think I'm going to go Eels. I don't have too much reasoning. I just think um, I was still disappointed with the Roosters a bit last week. I'm not entirely sure why. I don't know. I just felt like I didn't get much watching them. I don't really know how to explain it. It's, just, it's the same feeling I've had all year for really both of these teams. Um, they're both just not performing to where they have been the past few years. And it's really hard for me to get my head around, to be honest, that these are two sides that are probably going to miss out on the finals realistically. So 
having said all that, I think I'm going to go the Eels. And I'm not going to have much reasoning. What about you, Emma? Yeah, i got to agree with you. I don't think the Roosters really impressed me much at all, but I think the Eels are done. See you later. <laughs> I'm going to go the Roosters. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> I feel like um, like the Eels last week were were beaten convincingly, obviously, but they were beaten by a really good team. And I think watching Brisbane, it, it showed that you know they're going to be there at the end end of the season. So I just feel like the Eels might just have more to give this week. Without Moses? Yeah, I don't think... I know he's a great player and he's obviously crucial to the setup, but it's a club. There's players there to step up and I think they, they can and I think they might. I was thinking about like what they looked like when Moses was away at Origin and um, Gutho was trying to sort it out and they had pretty much like a, a full-string side and they weren't really working it out and that's what I was basing it off. I can't remember who they were playing. Was it the Cowboys? Um, yeah, I think it was around about then. But, yeah, and Cowboys weren't really considered, you know, big cheese then, you know. like What you say, Laney. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I guess it was, what, it was in the middle of the round and, like, you know, I think yeah. it was on the back of that when Cowboys started to get, like, this real string of wins. Yeah. And um, I think Eels sort of walked into that a little bit cocky, thinking that they'd win, but it wasn't the case. And, yeah, without Moses, it just showed that Clint just can't pull them together. Thank you both. The first of the three matches for Saturday will begin with the 17th-placed West Tigers hosting the Dolphins on Saturday, also out in Parramatta. The Tigers remain at the bottom of the table, and it is clear to all of us and fans that the chance of finals is gone. I guess the pressure is now off. The Dolphins, they're sitting at number 14 on the ladder, and as I touched on earlier, suffered a loss to the Roosters in the last round, and they have only won one of their past five matches. Lachlan, it's so late in the season, I'm quite surprised that these two sides have not already met and this could be an exciting match. Dolphins don't do very well in away games. Is this another match that you think they will walk away with a loss to the Tigers? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I certainly had this game penciled in for quite a while, uh, especially like at the start of the season when this draw was released, you know, it being the new team, the novelty kind of around that still for me before they started playing and just been looking forward to this game for a while to see the Tigers go up against the Dolphins. So, yeah, back at Para, um, the Tigers, they keep losing – uh, destined for back-to-back wooden spoons. I think it's fair to say that now. I'm pretty certain. After never having a wooden spoon in the club's history to last year and then again this year. It's a bit heartbreaking, but it is what it is. And there's always next year, as we always say. Last week, obviously, took that home game to New Zealand. They showed promise in patches, as I guess they always do. Uh, they always seem to, to show heart, to show some potential, and then uh, it just never transfers into points. It's also um, quite a bit of frustration within the fan community, which I'm not sure I can really agree with, but just around fan, uh, referee calls in the past few weeks, especially. Um, I think that might just be a fan base getting a bit frustrated with everything, which is fair enough. Tim Sheens has named the same 17. Uh, you talked earlier about Dane Laurie, um, Laney, and yeah, I thought him and Luke Brooks really uh, looked, looked pretty good together in the halves, forming a bit of a combination there. Um I do feel a bit bad about Dane Laurie and the way it's all gone down with him. I feel like we could have made, um, I feel like in another world we might have locked him down on a long-term contract and things might have worked out. But, yeah, it just never kind of did, really. And, yeah, that's unfortunate. But, yeah, good luck to him at Penrith next year and I hope he has a good last few weeks here in the halves. Uh, Meanwhile, the Dolphins, they've fallen off kind of predictably. They're really struggling now with injuries and suspensions, like really struggling 
Uh, they lost last week 30-14 to 14 to the Roosters at SFS. That was obviously their round one rematch, their normal game rematch. And I guess that shows their, um, you know, what what a season does to a new club in terms of depth. Um, kind of shows the 23 weeks later or whatever, um, the before and after, I guess. Yeah, so massive injury suspension issues. They've got Conley uh, Lemuelu, Kenny Bromwich and uh, the Hammer all missing. So Jack Bostock and Robert Jennings slot into the centres. Ewan Aitken returns in the second row. And then we also have Jeremy Marshall King out. So Harrison Graham into the number nine. Ray Stone also out. So JJ Collins onto the bench. Yeah, so a few weeks ago, I thought this would perhaps be the only game Tigers won in this back end of the season. Now that I'm here and I'm looking at the betting odds and the Tigers are a solid favourites, I'm thinking that... Perhaps we don't win this. I think the Dolphins have one last miracle left in them, and I think that'll be this weekend with all of their inexperienced players fighting for contracts and fighting for a place in this in this you know still fresh club over the coming years as they continue to build. I think they could come out and put on a show, and the Tigers, they don't have anything to play for now, and we've seen them kind of drop off towards the end of the season the past few years. Um, it gets a bit ugly with the Tigers. I think it was the Bulldogs we got thrashed by the end of last year. I think Melbourne the year before that. Um, just off the top of my head. So, yeah, I'm going to go Dolphins. I'm going to say around the same margin as the Warriors beat the Tigers last week, so maybe like eight. But, yeah, what do you think, Emma? Yeah, I think you made some really good points there. Like when you first look at it, you're thinking, well, so many of the Dolphins um, players out. Like I've seen all the memes of Bennett trying to <laughs> stress it out, trying to name his team. But um, I think you, you're right. Like all that young blood is going to be – coming out like really trying to prove themselves and get a get a spot um on the team so <laughs> i think they've got a lot more to play for than the tigers do um neither team really have hopes of making the finals but those young players could prove themselves and um yeah get a bit more of a permanent position so i think i think they'll come out to to surprise everyone uh, once again like they like to do so i will also go the dolphins what about you laney yeah, I like the Dolphins. I like the Tigers. Like, I mean, like, I'm. I feel like since Uppy's come on as captain, it's actually been great to see. Um, you know, some really good moments from the team. I'm really enjoying how he's just brought a bit of leadership um, into the squad. I don't know what the Tigers are going to go do next year because I think like Adam Dewey is like possibly still out as kicker, and then Luke Brooks is going. There's a lot of happening at that club, but. I hope they can um, still play like um, a great team as they have been. I mean, they gave me a bit of a scare, the Tigers, last week against the Warriors. And I love how they turn up each week looking for a fight. I'm not going to try and talk myself into going for the Tigers again this week. But, um, you know, I hope they enjoy their Mad Monday in New Zealand and uh, <laughs> and they come back and um, play a good match and just, you know, play with the pressure off and um, do what they want to do. So... I'm still going for the Dolphins. I like it. I feel bad for the Tigers, though. I I hope they get one more win. This year was our hope. Like, we had Appy coming. We had Papa coming. Clemmer, um, Bateman, everything was kind of lining up, just not happening for us. And next year, to be honest, I can't see many positives. 
Thank you, Lachlan. All right, so for the second match on Saturday, the Gold Coast Titans host the Penrith Panthers on the Gold Coast. So the Titans have won only one of their past five matches, and the Panthers, they're still on a winning streak, and they're still at the very top of the table. There was some good news that came out of the uh, Titans, I think it was just before the Sharks match last week, that Dino Fatsuomare and David Fafita have signed on to some long-term deals at the club, so they'll be there for a while. So we'll be saying these names for, what, I think another five or six years for that side. Good on you, Titans. And I think they've got a new coach coming in next year. It's Des Hasler. Uh, so that'll be um, interesting. So uh, unfortunately, the Titans, they came away with a loss in the last round. Uh, it was a 36-6 to loss against the Cronulla Sharks. Although um, I already touched on this earlier, the Panthers, they, I mean, they didn't exactly dominate, but they certainly had to work to get that win over the Manly Sea Eagles with a 24-12 win over in Brookvale. So let's just go to the teams. So for the Titans fullback, AJ Brimson, he's listed among the reserves. Keanu Kinney, he's been named at fullback with Jaden Campbell moving to the 5 8 uh, position in place of Kieran Foran. And Thomas Weaver, he actually makes his NRL debut at halfback. So Thomas debuts because Tanner Boyd, sadly, has suffered a season-ending shoulder injury. Um, I remember seeing him hurt his shoulder in the Warriors match in round 23. He looked to be in a lot of pain after a tackle rolling around on the ground and he got back up again, continued play, but he didn't take the conversion. I think it was Jaden Campbell that converted the kick um, for that match. Anyway, I hope Tan is okay. My guy, um, prop Moyaki Flixwaker, he's back from suspension. So um, Tino Fatsumai ends up moving to the lock position. Aaron Clark will actually drop out. Cleese Haas, he's been promoted to start the game. And Joe Simpson, Stimson will end up moving to the bench. Also, uh, Jacob Alec is uh, joining him on the bench too. So for the Panthers, 5'8", Jerome Lawai, he returns from illness. Hooker Mitch Kenny also returns after being rested. Um, and he's uh, back on deck with Tyrone Peachy, who's back from his suspension and he's been named on the side. Uh, Jack Cogger, he will fall to 18th man. And Zach Hosking, he's been noted among the reserves um, after playing centre last week. So... For any of you who are probably looking at this match, wondering who you should uh, be backing, look, my head tells me you should absolutely be backing the Panthers. <laughs> they are just such a strong and dominant team. And when you have a look at what their their record has been over the past, what, you know, seven or eight rounds, they're a team that, and I know we talk about this every week, they're a team that's just quite dominant. Um, I feel as though with some of the outs that the Titans have, um, they will be suffering a little bit uh, with being able to front up a good side to be able to take on the Panthers. Although, it's out of the Gold Coast. I'm not saying that the the venue has often helped the Titans. It's, it's usually the second half that never helps the Titans. You know, they come out strong um, and then they run out of path for the second half. Look, I have got my hopes high and I think my heart um, is kind of hoping for Titans to try and pull an upset here because it'd be great to see if there are any flaws in the Panthers game that other teams can sort of watch idly by and see how to pick it apart and help their chances in finals. But there's nothing I can say much for this other than it's a very dominant um, Panther side coming in. I mean, like, you know, they've scored 543 points this season and they've, and and them having scored 543 points, the Titans have conceded 546 points this season. So, I mean, between the two sides, you know, even when you look at completion rates, even if you look at their tackle efficiency, I mean, when you've got guys like Brian Toto on the wing, who's like excellent at tackling, as well as, you know, a very quick guy on the wing who's able to read those passes, it's, it's, it's yeah, really difficult for me to, to, uh, to, to not tip the Panthers. But it's all looking pretty easy for me. Um, I'd say easily the Panthers are the favourites coming in. 
What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's an easy Panthers, but it's been a crazy season. I yeah, really don't have much else to say than what you've covered already. I think it'll be Panthers by a lot. What are you thinking, Lachlan? Panthers are just too good. Again, like they showed some vulnerability at the start of the year and now it's just clinical and the Titans, they've fallen away. Their season's over. Yeah, I think this could get ugly. That's sad. I like the Titans. Yeah, I actually noticed last week the moment um, Kieran was off the field, that's when things really started to fall apart for them. They really need him um, to manage a lot of their uh, their game. And, like, Tino's great that he's in, but sometimes he's all um, bluff and puff and isn't always necessarily focused on um, other aspects of the game. I know he's the captain, but sometimes sometimes he's not necessarily the best example of good leadership, if you know what I mean. Thank you both. The final match for Saturday is between the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Melbourne Storm. This should be a really interesting match. Um, interestingly, the last two times that these teams had met up, it was the Storm trouncing the Dragons, and that was last year, well, last year and the year prior. The Dragons, they're coming off three straight losses. They've only had one win out of their past five games, and that was that win over the Tigers. The Storm, look, you mentioned it earlier, Lachlan, the Storm looked quite clinical and dispatched the Raiders with ease last week. So they have three wins out of their past five matches. Prior to that, remember there was the two blips. They had the blip against the Panthers. Unfortunately, the Panthers were too strong for them. And then a couple of weeks before that against the Knights. We'll get to the Knights later. But the Storm, they're playing pretty well. Uh, this is over at Wollongong, so the Dragons will be hosting them. I'm actually quite excited to see how this turns out. I know that um, anyone who's like paying really close attention to the table will be wondering, I don't know what the Dragons have got to play for at the moment, because if you have a look at the ladder, they're sitting at number 16, and already all of the odds have been removed from their chances of making grand final. So, look, there's no chance of them making the top eight. We know that their season is pretty much over, and those hopes are pretty much dashed. I think the deception continues here, Emma. What can we expect from the Dragons for this particular match? Uh, yeah, as you said, it is a home game for the Dragons. Um, they're sitting 16th on the ladder, and they were heavily defeated again last weekend. And I feel like it's just the story of Dragon supporters' lives at the moment, a little bit like Lachlan, just taking defeat after defeat and... Yeah, it's not not pleasant for them, but um, I'm a little bit concerned it's going to happen again this weekend. The Storm are in fourth. They're coming off that 46-point win against the Raiders. Um, absolutely demolished the Raiders, and that's just crazy. The Dragons, even though it's a home game, they've only won two out of six of their home games. I don't really think we can call that much of an advantage. If you're looking for a multi, though, maybe Dragons winner, uh, winger, Michele Ravalawa, he has scored eight tries in his past six games. And also Jerome Hughes for the Storm has scored a try in all five games against the Dragons. So, yeah, if you're looking for something other than just betting against the Dragons, you can chuck them in there. Uh, he would be pretty confident if I was a Storm fan. I'm sure Gabby would probably say she'll fly to the moon if they lose to the Dragons, which probably means that the Dragons will win. So Gabby will have to take her third trip to the moon, which I'm pretty sure she's been lying about taking. So it's uh, <laughs> it's adding up there, Gabby, um, when you get beaten again this weekend. No, I'd, I really, I know I've said it before, but I really do not see um, the Dragons having much hope here. But I would, I would like them to <laughs> continue to hang on. 
Um, Zach Lomax is returning from his shoulder injury, so that's good for them. Prop Francis Molo is back from a concussion, which moves his brother Michael to lock. And Ben Murdoch Masilla will go to the bench with Toby Couchman moving to 18th man. Bellamy has the same 17 from last week, just Harry Grant and Alessa Katoa are named to start after playing from the bench last week. So that's the only changes that they've made there. I think they're just tweaking their sort of team coming into finals, making sure that everything's running smoothly as much as possible. And um, yeah, I think they've found the formula that they're happy with pretty much and see this being a big win. Who knows? Maybe the Storm will come out thinking that um, thinking that it'll be an easy win but and just get a little bit too cocky maybe. I think that's pretty much the... Only hope for the Dragons, but maybe I'm wrong. What do you guys think? Melbourne all the way. I think, yeah, like I said a bit earlier, this, this is the time of the season where Melbourne get their stuff together and um, I guess we'll see how deep they're able to go in the competition, but I think they'll enter the finals with some momentum at their back and I don't think they're going to give the Dragons an inch this weekend. I think it could be, yeah, another blowout. What do you think, Laney? Yeah, I think it's going to be a storm win and I think it might be a blowout as well. I mean, like having a look at their statistics, I mean... Dragons are pretty weak on defence compared to the Storm. And if you're not defending, people are running points through you. So I, I can't see how this is going to be a uh, a win for them. But, you know, good luck to them if they do. Again, I'd, I'd like to see Gabby fly to the moon if that ends up happening. I'll, I'll probably not going with her because I reckon the Warriors will win. <laughs> I'd like to be here to watch that one, not on the moon. Uh, but, yeah, the Storm are too strong. And if they keep going, look, good on them. Uh, but I'm sorry, Dragons. All right. Thank you, Emma. Uh, so the first of the Sunday matches will be out in Newcastle as the Shining Knights uh, look to continue their string of victories, preparing to face the South Sydney Rabbitohs in front of a sellout crowd in Newcastle. So the Knights are sitting seventh on the ladder and the Rabbitohs are just behind them on number eight. Lachlan, there is only a single point between these two sides and the Knights keep winning. The Bunnies have won two of their past five matches and have a big task to try and drown out that Newcastle crowd as they pull everything out to get a win and maintain their spots or climb higher. It's the first time these, this season that these two teams get to look each other in the eye. There's no doubt they've been watching each other from afar. What can we look forward to in this Sunday session? I can't wait for this. Um, it's going to be super, super important for both of these teams. Um, finals really on the line now, three weeks to go, and the Rabbitohs, uh, I guess they need to avoid being Newcastle's next victim because the Knights, they're just rolling along. This will be the second of three straight home games for the Knights. Um, and as you said, Laney, just the one point between the two clubs. So, yeah, vitally important for for the final makeup and um, what that first week of elimination finals is going to look like, uh, you know, really in, what, four weeks, three weeks' time. Um, so, yeah, Newcastle will be hoping for another big turnout at their home stadium as that streak continues. They've got six wins on the trot. And really, like, just a month ago, it looked like perhaps another failed season for the Knights. But, yeah, suddenly this burst of who knows what and looking much better for them at the moment. The finals, they're well within their sights and they want to carry this momentum that they've now got at their back, perhaps all the way into the finals in September. And there could be a potential dark horse um, come the the final eight. So last week, they smashed the Bulldogs for the second time this year, uh, 42 to six victory, and they want to replicate that this weekend against the Bunnies. In terms of team news, uh, Bradman Best will return from a adductor injury. So Inari Tawala is out with the 17 to make way for Best. And that's all for the night. So keeping things um, stable. Meanwhile, the Bunnies, they had high hopes pre-season. I think I was talking about them as perhaps premiership favourites for a little while there. But they've come crashing down to earth throughout the year. 
their top eight finish is very much in doubt with a heap of clubs kind of nipping on their heels. They've got plenty of work to do over the next three weeks in order to keep their season alive. So last week, they recorded a much-needed win over St. George Illawarra Dragons, 26-14. Also, a little interesting thing that I found, this weekend's game will be their fifth and final straight game played outside of Sydney. So this is mostly due to the FIFA World Cup. But the past five weeks, they've played on the Sunshine Coast in Tamworth, Perth, Cairns, uh, yeah, and now Newcastle this weekend. So a lot of travel for the team. Um, in terms of team news, just a small change. Michael Cheekan replaces Benjamin Lovett on the bench. And the Knights have won just two of their past 14 meetings with the Rabbitohs. I'm going to tip... Oh, I didn't think this one through. I'm doubting myself. I'm going to tip the Knights. I'm going to tip the Knights. Um, I find it interesting that uh, bookies have Souths as favourites, despite this winning streak from the Knights and the complete lack of consistency that the Rabbitohs have showcased. So yeah, I'm going to say Newcastle and I'll throw it to Emma before I change my mind. This is really tricky for me. Um, I I just don't feel – I know that Knights are kind of on a, on a bit of a high at the moment, but I just don't feel confident with them. But at the same time, I feel like the Bunnies can be pretty inconsistent too. I've been chopping and changing between each one for a while. I'm thinking this is just my reasoning in my head that – with the bunnies traveling around so much, they're probably getting really tired, probably getting over it. Uh, Knights are at home. I think that might be able to get them over the line a little bit more. They're both um, really fighting to stay in that top eight. If the Knights win and the Rabbitohs lose, the Cowboys will probably have a chance to sneak in where the Rabbitohs are. So I'm going to say the Knights. What are you thinking, Lainey? I'm going to say the Knights because, yeah, they haven't really moved and the Rabbits have. You're right. <laughs> they're probably coming from a much more familiar, comfortable sort of position for this. Also, I know that the Rabbitohs, you know, beat the Dragons in the last game, but oh, that wasn't a very good game at all. It was a weird game. It's quite bizarre. The Rabbitohs, yeah, some of the calls were <laughs> strange. So if any of you go back and watch that replay, you're like, that was a try? Okay. And then you you went to the bunker and it was still the try? Okay. Kind of an unusual outcome. Uh, but, yeah, I, I have a feeling that this could be um, a night's win quite easily. I don't know how wild their Mad Monday was up in Cairns for the Rabbitohs. Um, you know, this will be another um, bit of travel for them. But, yeah, not confident. And, and I've had this sort of hanging around um, for a while. Is like, you know, much like you say, Emma, the Rabbitohs are inconsistent. And and there were moments throughout the season when we thought, okay, okay Rabbitohs, let's go. You know, you've got a few wins, let's go, and then they just fall off again. And then something else happens and then they fall off again. It's like, you know, every time, I don't know what fans think, but every time you think you can have hope in them, like, performing well and getting that run, it doesn't happen. And and here at the end of their season, again, with all this travel, it's upsetting all of their prep. And, again, with the whole Latrell Mitchell stuff, I guess my patience for the Rabbitohs games and inconsistency is sort of coming to a head here. It's like... If you don't win this, I'm writing you off, bunnies. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm writing you off for the rest of the season. All of this talk that Demetrio and everyone's been talking about how, you know, they can be deadly when they want to be. It's like, be deadly all the time. Play great, just play great football all the time. You know, you guys are are a top side. The Knights, you know, we we actually sort of dismissed them thinking they were going to be close to the wooden spoon on the season. And they have shown that they've got real fight and real fire to come out and um, really steal the sweat for the bunnies. And I hope they do. I hope they do because they deserve it. And, and I'm just 
kind of over whatever the bunnies are trying to put out there. But, I mean, we talk about the dragons being deceiving, but I feel like the bunnies are deceiving. They're deceiving their fans. They're deceiving all the punters who've had faith in them thinking they could come back. I'm not convinced. Sorry. That's just, that's how I I really feel. Like I've I've been giving the bunnies a chance, you know, all season. And, um, you know, we're coming to like, you know, the pointy end of the season and, and they're just not, they're not showing to me that they deserve to be in the top eight. Yeah, well, they were they were on the top for a while there, and then they were waiting for Trell to come back. He came back, and yeah, he played good, but it's not like he's done enough to keep them back up at the top. They just keep slipping further and further down. So, yeah, I don't know about the Rabbitohs. Yeah, they're not doing anything to convince me that they want to stay there. And also with that news with um, Sam Burgess leaving, and I think he was an assistant coach there, like... <laughs> I don't know, something's happening at the Bunnies. But I feel like they're really good at playing the media so smokescreen and, and that whole sort of, I guess, they know how to uh, manipulate the media as well, um, really well. Yeah. I think I've just had enough. I've had enough Bunnies of you calling the trail playing and then not and then injured and then not and then, you know, sternum injuries that aren't sternum injuries. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's been a bizarre, bizarre season. You know what it is? I just can't trust them. I can't trust the Rabbitohs is what it is. They've shown me that, you know, that they're not a side that's really genuine with their fans or really genuine with um with anything else. So, sorry, I'm writing them off. So now they're going to come out and win just to prove you wrong, Lainey? You know what? I doubt it. <laughs> and you know what? I'll eat my hat. No, I'll go to the moon. I'll go to the moon if the bunnies win. <laughs> How about that? I enjoyed that little rant. All right, let's see. <laughs> All right, thank you both. <laughs> All right, the final match for the NRL is in Canberra and Jared Croker, who has surpassed 300 NRL matches in his career, he announced his retirement from the game. That's some news that the Canberra Raiders will have in the back of their minds as they take on the Canterbury Bulldogs this Sunday down in Canberra. So the Raiders are sitting at six on the ladder and the Bulldogs are at number 15 on the ladder. Both these teams... Strangely, they've had a similar performance over their past five matches. They've both had quite similar, actually. Side by side, they've both had wins, two losses, and then wins, and then a loss. All right, so we we saw last week what the hiding was that the Green Machine suffered at the hands of the Melbourne Storm with a final score of 48-2. to two. And the Bulldogs were defeated by the Knights in the past match, 42-6. to six. So there's big 40s uh, losses here. So looking at this match, Tell us, Emma, what can we look forward to? I know there's a big difference between where they sit on the ladder between the two, but strangely, it's the final Sunday match. We have seen what is probably performances that are, you know, eating away each team's confidence. What can we expect from this um, from this match? Yeah, well, as you say, that, that last match is always a crazy one, but the Raiders really need to win here. Um, all of a sudden, they're in danger of dropping out of the top eight with just two points keeping them up there. They, well, we thought that they were a chance um, for a top four finish. And then Storm gave them a bit of a whooping last week. And now all of a sudden, it's a little bit of a risky finish to the um, regular season. The Bulldogs are 15th, though. So I feel like they're just going through the motions to finish the season now. Um, A little bit similar to maybe the Dragons. I think they're sort of checking out a little bit. But they might might come out just to upset the Raiders, which which would probably be nice for the Cowboys. The Raiders have won uh, their past seven games against the Doggies. The Bulldogs haven't won at this stadium since 
2015. And five of the Bulldogs' past seven games, they have conceded more than 40 points. So it's really not looking great for the Bulldogs. Um, and I'm kind of expecting quite a big margin here, but who knows? Uh, Raiders historically come back strong after a heavy loss. Um, so I'm pretty sure they will be, yeah, really trying to pull pull it together, make up for last week's loss and, um, yeah, try and upset the set the Bulldogs. Raiders historically come back strong after a heavy loss, so I'm expecting a huge win. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulldogs just come back to um, push the Raiders out of the top eight um, just to just for fun because it is the last match of the round and why not? Uh, Raiders, Jared Croker, um, we talked about him retiring, but he is returning from a hamstring injury, which will push out last week's debutant Ethan Strange to the reserves. Uh, James Schiller will play his third game for the season from the bench and Tom Starling will also join the bench. So Adrian Trevelyan and Basami Solo will drop out of the squad. For the Bulldogs, Jacob Preston has been suspended for two matches for a hip drop tackle and his place is taken by Corey Waddell. And Ryan Sutton returns from a neck injury at lock and Luke Thompson goes to the bench. So Raymond Fatala Marina is the new man on the bench with Harrison Edwards dropping to the 18th man. So yeah, a couple of changes there for both teams. As I said, I really don't see this going anyway other than the Raiders absolutely smashing the Bulldogs, but stranger things happen on a Sunday. What are you guys thinking? I'm a bit worried about this game just in terms of, I don't know, I, I don't want to say quality because um, both of these teams have a lot of star power in them. But I feel like end of the round, this might just be a bit of a, not dull, I don't know, I don't know, but I, I don't think this is going to be a particularly exciting game. I think it's really important that the Raiders uh, show that they're serious after last week, show that they can, that they're here to, to play finals footy and to get past, you know, that first week of finals, even if they're there. I think the Raiders need to give the Bulldogs as little as possible and I think they'll be able to do that. So, yeah, I think Raiders by 10 plus. Laney? Yeah, I agree with you, Lachlan. Um I think it's going to definitely be a Raiders win by 10 or more points. Um, I actually wondered as well about what the viewership was going to be for this, kind of like it being a nothing match because will everyone just be getting ready for the FIFA final, <laughs> you know, like a few hours later and just tuning out of this. And I like how the Bulldogs have been trying to make a comeback. Uh, they have actually, I don't know, they beat the Rabbitohs not that long ago. Who knew? Um, but the wins that the Raiders have been getting have been over pretty lower ranked teams um, along the uh, along the ladder. I mean, like I even think back to that win they got over the Dolphins down in Canberra. It was based on a terrible referee call as to how they they won that match. So, like, what I'm trying to say is that Raiders they've had some they've maybe only had a handful of wins where it's been like true gritty effort. I'm gonna go Raiders. <laughs> Sure you don't want to go sneaky bulldogs upset. <laughs> and that's a wrap for this episode of the NRL Show. Thank you so much, Emma and Lachlan, for sharing your tips and opinions on the NRL. We missed you, Gabby, but we hope you can join us again soon. To our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And did you happen to get any of the quiz questions right? Well, we wish your team a great round of football with no injuries and no suspensions. And if you're heading out to any of the matches, please be safe and have fun. Listeners, we truly appreciate your support and hope you can tune in regularly. So please feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us to spread the word. This is the Mojo Sports NRL show where we talk all things rugby league. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.